Welcome to the Prophecy Club. I want to say it is my privilege and my honor to be able to bring this information to you. My heart is to try to see every one of you into heaven with us, where we're going to spend all eternity together. And all of this is just to warn us and make certain that we don't slip and fall and try to get as many other people to be joining us in eternity as is possible. So, our topic today is I've got a new Coverstone dream. I love this guy. Okay, I've had him on my home twice. He's spoken at uh, two of our crusades. And the next time we have a crusade, I'm sure he'll be there. We love this guy. And I believe he's hearing from God. Now, I've got some real important information to, to bring to you uh, along these lines. And, uh, first of all, a brief word from our sponsor. If you have an IRA or a 401k, it's probably in paper. And as Lindsay Williams says, if it's in paper, it's worth the paper it's written on. In other words, you are in a position to lose very big, perhaps even all of it. Whereas if you have it in precious metals, gold, silver, and stuff, and these folks are experts at helping you get your 401k or your IRA into Precious metals that are actually held pretty close to your house so you can reach them in an emergency, hopefully. At least that's the goal. Call them. 800-200-GOLD. Just give them a call and talk. 800-200-GOLD. All right, now, the new dream. It's called Kicking the Can. And he says, this is my longest dream yet. It stretched over a two-month period. The pieces were not necessarily in, qu in sequence, but they fit together in this week. So he says, to start, I was walking down the road that I grew upon as a child, and I was literally kicking a steel can down the road. It appeared to be a spinach can from the 60s with paper wrapper written around, around it. Over the distance that I was kicking the can, I was growing older and grayer as I reached the end of the road. Meaning, this is showing his lifetime, i.e. all of our lifetime. So this has been showing us what God has been doing. So probably Jesus was supposed to return in 2000, but he has allowed the can to be kicked down the road. In other words, there have been many delays. Part of that is because of our prayers and repenting. I was getting older and grayer, and I reached, down, reached the end of the road where I faced an obvious drop-off or cliff directly in front of me, meaning the end of his life. The man I see in the dreams is standing with his back towards me, he turned and faced me and gently tapped his shepherd's staff onto the right side of his head, then pointed at me. I was then in my car about to cross to Cumberland River on Highway 90 in Burksville, Kentucky. That's where he lives. As I cleared the bridge and headed into town, I saw a swarm of what appeared to be locusts. Now, yes, we know locusts were a part of the plagues of Moses' day. And... I prayed about this. Matter of fact, I pray every day. Lord, give Leslie and I knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom, understanding all visions and dreams, showing of hard sentences, dissolving of doubt. Give us an excellent spirit. Help us conduct ourselves wisely. And I want to believe, though I'm not sure it is, I want to believe that this represents the first bug attack, the first COVID attack. I saw a swarm of what appeared to be locusts. They came upon my car as I slowed to a stop and smeared my car with wings and blood. After they had passed, I got out and surveyed the mess. 
I opened my trunk, which was full of boxes of rags, and I began to wipe the windows clean with the rags. But then I just threw the rags I had used to clean with right on the ground. There were five of them. Now, I want to believe that that five represents that the real COVID lasted five months. Now, you and I know that it was stretched over a lot longer period than that. So, I'm just trying to put this together for us. Hang on. Then it continued through the center of the town when I saw another swarm, but it was of bats. Now, some people said that the first COVID came from a bat, okay? But this is the second. So is this saying that the second attack is from bats, or maybe is this saying the first COVID attack is the bats? Hang on. I stopped my car again and felt the bats start hitting it with intent to the point that the windows are cracking where they hit and denting the wipers and hood. Now, hang on. The reason I think this is not the first COVID is because there's so much more damage and kind of the big first big pandemic that hit us was COVID. And everybody, I mean, many, many prophecies saying that there's another one coming. So probably the bats represent a second pandemic coming. After a few minutes, the swarm flew off. I got out and realized that my car was not the only thing damaged, but buildings had been broken and there were dead bats in the ground. The blood of the bat parts was strung over the street and other vehicles. Now, let me also say, I'd prefer it to be the pandemics, but this might be talking about attacks on our nation. The, the bats, the buildings being destroyed, might represent the suitcase nukes. Let's go on. So the blood of the bat parts was strung over the street and over the, over their vehicles. People were coming out of the businesses looking and trying to figure out what had just happened. I opened my trunk, grabbed a handful of rags, and began to wipe the windows down so that I could see. It took me much longer to wipe off the mess, meaning much longer to overcome the second attack, whatever that attack may be. I used 10 rags. Okay, the first one was five, the second was 10, so that means it's at least twice as work as bad, or it takes at least twice as long to get rid of it. I used 10 rags and left them on the ground and inventoried the remaining boxes in the trunk. It seemed that there were at least 100 rags left in my trunk, and I got back in the car and headed down the road. Now, we cannot escape the fact that the first five rags might have represented months. The next one is 10 months, and then there's 100 months left. Now, some people are saying that we're in a tribulation. I'm, I, I can't exactly totally buy that. So if the tribulation is, as I understand, 2,560 days or seven years, okay, so 100 rags would actually be about 100 months, that would be a little over seven years. So we're getting in the ballpark there. This one is not real clear. Let's go on. I approached the stoplight, which was red, and I stopped. But I could see a much larger and more sinister cloud. Now remember, Shane Warren was told a storm. Saw a storm from the north, south, to the east, to the west. This could be talking about the storm. But in just a minute, it's going to say some things that makes me think that it is probably an invasion. Sinister cloud, something headed my way. It covered the entire sky and is headed toward me at a high rate of speed. It also could be the tribulation. I turned my car around and headed back to my home as fast as I could. 
but I could see the swarm following me and getting closer as I went. I got home and ran into my house and shut, and just as I shut the door, I could hear banging on the house and the wind began to howl and pick up to the point of making the house move and shake. Now, I just read some of Vicki Parnell's dreams again, specifically about the three days of darkness. And in there, it specifically says that when you see auroras in the sky, run into your house, shut the door, and no matter what comes to the door, even if they are hollering that they need help, even if they say they're friends or even family members, do not open the door. It's not a friend or a family member, and it is a demon that's going to kill you. Now, is that a literal three days of darkness? Are those literal three, day, three demons, or are those an invasion force of military people? Hang on, let's go on. There's more. Then I was walking down a big street, and a few people that were out standing right next to the buildings and looking up in absolute fear. I could not see anything in the dark sky. Okay, that's kind of hinting this ties together with the three days of darkness. And again, I just read, reread the dreams from Vicky on the darkness. And the darkness seems to be what she's saying is associated with the start of the seven-year tribulation. Now, I know some people have said the tribulation started. And even Vicky herself and two other people have said that the first seals are opened. Hang on. Listen, too many... Sometimes, sometimes we are so quick to pick up a rock and throw because we see something that doesn't match. Sometimes we miss the point. Let's not throw a rock yet. Let's, let's look. Because I know Coverstone hears from God. I cannot see anything in the dark sky at all. Could be the three days of darkness. Could be the, three, uh, the start of the tribulation. But since that there was something else out there. I watched as people scoff running, and I did too, kept looking up as I ran. I suddenly saw three large red dragons that swooped down, holding some kind of fabric in their talons. Now, in a moment, he's going to say that those are attacking um, military things. But it also is probably talking about a spiritual attack. So we're probably about to see spiritual attacks like we've never seen in our life. Things are probably that we've never seen. Ever, ever in the history of humanity. Three large red dragons swooped down, holding some kind of fabric in the talons. All three of them approached the people who were running and threw the fabric over them, which seemed to tie them to the ground. I watched as about ten people were tied to the, down in the very same way. Looking up, I saw that there were more red dragons huddled together in the skies as if they were conversing or planning. They flapped their wings rapidly and aggressively, and one was directing their attention to the earth. Reaching into my pocket, I grabbed a bottle of oil, in other words, anointing oil, and ran to the people that had been tied down. I poured oil on the fabric that the dragons had put onto the people. The fabric began to move as if it was in pain, and started to let people go and flew off of them. I then ran from person to person, pouring the oil on the people still held down. Now, that makes me think that those are spiritual demons. In other words, we're about to see a spiritual demon attack on people like we've never seen. And the blood of Jesus, anointing oil, that's what the blood of Jesus, or the anointing oil stands for, the blood of Jesus, can set them free. Meaning that when we see these attacks, 
we believers, through the power of the blood, have the authority to cast them off. The dragons in the sky all screamed and headed back to the area. The people scattered and went at open doors in some of the buildings, even breaking windows to get away from the dragons. At this point, the dragons turned into military-style aircraft, and I saw them fly over the West Coast, the Midwest, and the East Coast. Now, some, how do I say this? Uh, sometimes we get the spiritual attack before we get the physical attack. And in this case, that's what the dream shows. It shows a spiritual attack and then a physical attack, meaning if we can pray off the spiritual attack, then we don't get the physical attack. And that could be what it's talking about here. In other words, when we see these things come upon us, we need to gird up our loins. We need to pull out our anointing oil. We need to fast and pray. And that's another reason I'd recommend you go to prophecyclub.com, slide to the bottom, Sign up for Fast Gap. Fast Gap. I never send product offers. I never ask for donations. This is only a group of about 850 people that fast and pray each each Tuesday night to Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. And each Tuesday evening, I send out an email directly from me with all the typos and everything. Send it out saying, okay, this is what we're praying for this week. This is the fast. This and We pray. If you want to be a part of that team, and I think that would be a very, very powerful, very good idea. As a matter of fact, uh, it's, it, the Lord is very pleased with those people that have joined this, that are fasting and praying for America. He doesn't want to bring this trouble on us. He doesn't. Okay, let's go on. I'll back up. And all three dragons dropped what they appear to be missiles on their individual targets. They landed with hard impact and a boom, but did not explode in any of the places they were dropped. See, it kind of is talking more about spiritual things. I saw crops begin to die in the Midwest and farmland for sale at less than $100 per acre. You know, how many times have we been told there's a food shortage coming? And, you know, they're trying to put all these vaccines, not just in needles, but into cows and chickens and fish and everything we eat, too, and plants. I then saw people leaving their homes in the West with suitcases in hand and walking toward retail businesses such as Walmart and the box stores that had been converted into apartments that were not very large at all. Well, that's one of the things that the WEF, the World Economic Forum, wants to do. They want to get us living into little, small houses. We're talking about a house that's probably the size of a one or two bedroom that we have in our typical houses today. Very, very small house. All live within 15 minutes of the house. Nobody gets in a car. Nobody flies any place. It's all based upon carbon footprint. Anyway, that's topic another day. The people were being served food bags when they walked in and given directions as to where to go. Now, that sounds like that is somebody helping. Somebody's taking care of them, but it's not. It's a trap. We know that from other prophecies that there are barbed wire prison camps out there. And it sounds to me like the dream, that's what this is warning of. Another confirmation, they're out there. And from the information I've got, they don't have roads leading to them. You get there by helicopter and you don't leave. And they have barbed wire around them. So, I mean, it's out in the middle of nowhere. You don't know how to get there unless you know how to get there by helicopter. Anyways, go on. 
So the people were being served food bags when they walked in and given directions as where to go. After the thousand of people were in the building, in other words, after the people had been rounded up, an alarm sounded and an electric fence was strung up to surround the facility. That's the same thing they did to the Jews in World War II. They put them in these camps and then all of a sudden overnight they put up barbed wire and now you are in a big barbed wire prison camp. One stark thing I saw was that the security and leaders were all on the outside of the facility and heavily armed. In other words, they turned a tragedy into, oh, we're going to help you. We've got bags of food. Come over here into our apartment type deal. And then all of a sudden, barbed wire appears around it with armed guards. And you are in a barbed wire prison camp. Another reason why you want to go to josephkitchen.com and get yourself food. Don't count on anyone else to feed and clothe and house and get you water and all the other sort of stuff. On the East Coast, I saw a museum of fiat currency from around the world highlighting the dollar was gone. How many times have we been told this? How many times? This is many, many times. What do we got, like 14 different prophecies that say that the dollar is going to die? Okay, so it's a museum of fiat currency. All of the currencies on the globe are going to go away. Remember, Henry Kissinger said... He who controls food controls people. He who controls energy can control whole continents. He who controls money can control the world. That's what they're going to do. They're going to do away with our currency system we have right now. And they're bringing in a digital currency. I've told you, your cell phone is not your friend. They're going to come out with a new cell phone looking like device. And that's what buys everything. You buy everything with that phone. All right, let's go on. I saw a museum of fiat currency from around the world highlighting the dollar was gone. Wall Street was totally empty. <laughs> In other words, it's gone. All right, there is no, you, you got money in the stock market. That right there, I'd be telling you. I mean, I can't give financial advice. I cannot tell you to get out of the stock market, get out of your paper investments, put it into precious metals. I can't tell you to do that. I'm not a certified financial planner. But I shouldn't have to tell you that. Wall Street was totally empty. And the starting bell was part of the statue in the square that was littered with trash of people sleeping in the streets. In other words, Wall Street, the days of the dollar, the days of the good times are gone. Burn barrels were keeping people warm and they were burning boxes of American flags and shaking their fists in the air. In other words, the America that we know by this time, gone. American flags, something to burn. I might say the dollar, something to burn. How many times have we told? We have so many times we've heard this same story from different people in different ways. If we will just believe God's prophets, Second Chronicles twenty twenty, believe God's prophets, and so shall you prosper. They were all thanking the dragons for exposing the true nature of America. The dragons were flying over the respective areas, the West, Midwest, and East, and watching closely. In other words, evil destroyed America that was full of evil. Okay, right? Okay, that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Then I was back at the end of the road with a man standing right next to the cliff. He told me to kick the can as hard as I could. I took a few steps back and he faced me with his hands in the air like a referee. 
I took a few steps back, then ran towards the can and kicked it, and it soared between his arms. In other words, kind of like a touchdown, like a football, like making an extra point. He just watched the can go through his hands, then he turned as it went over the cliff. I walked up beside him and realized the cliff had no bottom to it. In other words, eternity arrived, and the can was still dropping into the darkness. He just watched it continue to fall and then spoke. The world is at the end of the road. I'm going to read that again. If you don't get anything else, get this. The world is at the end of the road. Okay, let me say it this way. So I'm 70. Do you remember when you graduated high school? Do you remember when you got your first car? Do you remember your first kiss? Do you remember when you got married? Do you remember your first job? Well, all of that time, now in my case, I graduated in 72, and it seems like yesterday. I can remember when I got married. I can remember my first car. I can remember all that. And it seems like that quick. So if the tribulation is about to start, and if we understand it correctly, it's going to be seven years, possibly a hair shorter. So what if we do only have seven years? See why I would say the world is at the end of the road? It's here. The world is at the end of the road as we know it. And the reality they deny is going to hit the bottom hard and shock those that don't know. I mean, most people don't know we're in the last days, and here's another thing. They don't care to know. They don't want to hear anything about this. And then along comes the pre-trib doctrine that says, oh, you don't have to worry about all that. Jesus is going to come in the sky. We won't see no trouble. And then here I am trying to say, look, trouble's coming. So, I mean, the church is fighting against itself. The watchmen are trying to say, okay, the trouble's coming. And then the pre-tribbers say, nah, go back to sleep. You don't need to hear that stuff. See, we're putting out two different messages. The prophets are saying this. Okay, let's go on. The world is at the end of the road as they know it. And the reality they deny is going to hit bottom hard and shock those that don't know. In other words, they're about to get slapped in the face and it's going to be a hard slap. You who are witnesses upon have but moments because the can has no more road to be kicked down. Meaning, as we've heard from several people, there's no more delays. There's no more extension of time. We are here. Now, I don't think that Jesus is coming tomorrow, but he may be coming in six, seven, eight years. I'm not trying to say today. Focus and reach and lean on my spirit. Stay filled with the fire and fight the deception that is already working in my church. Huh, what deception? Oh, the church is not deceived, is it? No, we don't have to worry about this. We're going to pre-trib rapture. I mean, that's not deception. That is truth, right? Wrong. The sky is falling, but you must help catch those who are falling with it. I'm coming quickly, so stay on the road and bring others with you. That's the whole point of all of this warning. It's not to try to tell us when the tribulation starts or when Jesus is going to return or when China attacks Taiwan. It's not that point. The point is to use all of this to win souls to Jesus, which is why... I think you're making a very big big mistake if you don't send this out to your friends. 
Yeah, but Stan, you don't understand. My friends wouldn't hear this. Or if it didn't happen exactly, she said, they're going to make fun of me. Okay, fine. Let them make fun of you. But the day will arrive when they're going to listen to you. Suddenly I heard the can, can hit the bottom and the sky went dark. Clouds roll in and thunder started rolling up from where the can had gone over the cliff. A huge lightning strike revealed the landscape with fields of harvest with parked tractors and combines. I yelled out, I need some help over here! And people started coming. Then I woke up, may I say something? I need some help here! I'm not asking for a donation. I'm asking for you to help me get this out. There are lots of other websites out there that don't talk about this. They don't talk about Dimitri Dudeman. They don't talk about Prophecy Club. But they should be. Get a hold of those other voices. Radio, TV, whatever it is, and say, you know, you need to have Stan Johnson. You need to have Prophecy Club on. You need to listen to this guy. I'm saying I need some help to get this warning out. So... I first heard of Dimitri in February of 1988. Ever since then, I've been trying to tell people. Writing it down, radio, TV, how's it gone? Has America listened? Well, if America listened, we'd be having this great big ministry. We'd be on radio and TV around the globe. No. But, you know, we had a great halftime at the Super Bowl. And by the way, you know, we're about to have March Madness come up. See, we know more in America about how to have a good time than we do about the Lord. Most people can tell you what is on TV Tuesday evening at 7 p.m., but they can't quote John 3.16. Most of the young kids know everything about a cell phone, but they don't know anything about Jesus. So let me send you here. This is a picture of my daughter. This is on their website, josephkitchen.com. And I started the company, but I gave it to her, and she's doing a wonderful job. If you go there, this is one of several videos that will show you how to make your own homemade whole wheat bread. I had a slice of whole wheat bread this morning. I put in the, sli- in, the, in, the, in, the, in the toaster. It came out. I put some of that uh, cream spread, you know, that white cream spread. And then for lunch, I had another slice that I put in the toaster, and it came out. I put a slab of a slice of chicken, and then um, some pickles on top and some cheese, and that's what I had for lunch. And that's what I have for lunch most days. My cholesterol has gone down. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I've, I think I've lost another five, town, five pounds since Leslie's been out of town here for the last couple of weeks. Uh, I always want to have a slice before I go play racquetball because it gives me lots of strength and energy better than any lotion, potion, pill, sports drink, none of that stuff. Go and check it out. Josephskitchen.com This is what I think is God's famine food. I think this is what Joseph and the Pharaoh fed the world with. It was wheat for seven years. 